It's time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody and Ototahi. Kia ora, Kim. And some heavy lifting by Southeast Asia at the global dairy trade auction overnight. Kia ora, Mani. That's right. China is traditionally our biggest market, but Southeast Asia outbought it at the most recent auction. Prices broke their long-running losing streak overnight, rising for the third time in 13 auctions after hitting a record high in March. NZX Dairy Insights manager Stuart Davidson says one of the biggest surprises at the auction was how much Southeast Asia bought, steaming ahead of the bigger players like China and North Asia. That's really substantial considering China's usually our biggest market and this adds to Southeast Asia supporting the dairy market out of New Zealand this year um, buying a larger proportion than China itself, so a shift, shift in demand. We have a good bit of supply in Southeast Asia but usually looks for products out of the US and EU. Both of those regions, sort of, the US isn't struggling but the EU is struggling on, on supply and so they come into Oceania markets. But it's also worth remembering China's having a lot of economic issues at the moment too, so um, in terms of what their economy is locally and imports, exports, consumer demands and all those sort of factors, you know, macro factors affecting what's going on. Stuart Davidson says the price increase wasn't a surprise as there are signs the demand is increasing and things are starting to look up for exporters. A few factors there. So one of them is milk supply globally still constrained um, in all key markets. Europe's one of those. New Zealand at the moment is another one facing tight milk production this season. You know, buyers and um, trade partners are aware of that milk supply constraint and, and are looking to buy a bit more. Also on the register for buyers going forward is the worries about energy in Europe constraining dairy production also. So a few factors come to the market to sort of drive a bit of demand higher. And Stuart Davidson expects the global dairy prices will continue to rise for the rest of the year. Fonterra says launching a new wellbeing nutrition brand will help bring more value to its farmer shareholders. Nutiani has a range of products like protein powders, drinks and probiotics that will be targeted at the medical and wellbeing nutrition markets. Fonterra's Chief Innovation and Brand Officer Kamal Mystery Metha says the medical nutrition market is valued at US $50 billion a year, so the growth potential is huge. We know that the market is growing at around uh, 6% CAGR across um, health and wellness and across medical nutrition. We're growing slightly ahead of that, uh, so we think there's there's significant potential for us to grow at a minimum in line with the market, um, but ideally um, ahead of the market. So the the potential is huge. I mean, the numbers, if you just look at the, the category, um, in itself, and we'll obviously be one player within that category um, from a B2B perspective is in the, um, is in the billions um, across both medical nutrition and also health and wellness. Kamal Mystery Metha says Nutiani will be marketed at companies in the health and wellbeing sector, such as supplement brands as well as medical and sport nutrition companies. Recent wet and muddy conditions have slowed lamb growth rates, so fewer are being sent to the processors, and this could result in major backlogs in a few months. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crode says some farmers are holding on to their lambs longer, giving them more of a chance to grow before they're killed. But also, in many cases, the plant capacity has just been reduced to the bobby calves. But we're also factoring in that some farmers have been holding out for the higher schedule. But just due to the current waterlogged paddocks, some have now been forced to send their near-finished lambs to the sale yards. And in fact, they're actually getting probably better money there just with the way those store values have jumped in, in the last couple of weeks. Mel Crowd says delays at this time of year are a bad sign for the coming months.
When it comes to a slowdown in slaughter um, at this time of the year, it's not really ideal because all it's going to do is compound the fact that we're going to have a lot more lambs still to process between now and mid-October. And with capacity at plants still compromised just with staffing rates, we're going to see backlogs develop without a question. That's Mel Crowd from AgriHQ. Three new varieties of New Zealand-grown apricots could be hitting the produce aisles of international supermarkets in the next few years. The summer fruit industry has established a group to commercialise the new varieties called NZ Summer 2, 3 and 4. NZ Summer Fresh is running the trials and its chair, Stephen Darling, says the new varieties are picked earlier and later than the traditional ones, extending the time apricots will be available. Separate to that, there was a drive to develop the export apricot industry and to tap into new markets, especially Southeast Asia and some of the traditional Asian markets that we send a lot of cherries to. The new apricots, uh, the breeding themes that were developed for them were high taste, high sweetness, good looks, which sits well with a lot of Asian consumers and from different countries who are not as enthused about a Western-style, more tart flavour makeup. Stephen Darling says volumes this summer will be small, with full production expected between 2025 and 2027. A new assessment tool that aims to help the well-being of hill country farmers has been launched. Farm Sellers is a 30-minute survey that's been developed as part of the Hill Country Futures Partnership Program. Beef and Lamb NZ spokesperson Susie Keeling hopes it will support conversations about farmers' well-being. The name comes from the Roman goddess of safety and well-being. And when we were working on building this as a tool, it became apparent that this was an opportunity for us to provide something that rural professionals and farmer group facilitators could use to support their conversations with farmers about farmer well-being and how this impacts the resilience of their farm business, but also their environment as well. Dr Keeling says the survey asks questions ranging from physical health to how well-prepared farmers are for changing climates. And in Australia, there's growing concern about another disease that could potentially cripple exports of meat and dairy, and it's not foot and mouth. The ABC reports an outbreak of the mosquito-borne lumpy skin disease could wipe more than $7 billion from Australia's farm sector in just one year. The disease causes fever and nodules on the skin of cattle and can kill them. That's the Rural News. Koe rā te porongo, on te tai whenua.